Being responsive sounds like an important skill for anyone who wants to succeed. Today, we're going to discuss why and how being responsive can be a really good thing, and in a few cases, maybe not so good. All that and more in just a few seconds. Welcome to Serious Soft Skills, where we help you unleash the power of soft skills. Here are your hosts, Dr. Tobin Porterfield and Bob Graham. Take it away, guys. Welcome to Serious Soft Skills, episode 42. And Bob, can you believe it? We're actually doing soft skill number 42 in episode 42. How serendipitous is that? Wow. I'm Dr. Tobin Porterfield. And with me is Bob Graham. Uh, We research soft skills. We've seen the important role of soft skills in our careers, in our students' lives, and in those around us. And we're using vehicles like this podcast to spread the word. So today, we really want to dig into responsiveness. It's a term a lot of people are familiar with. But also, as many of our listeners know, I come from a supply chain background, uh, and I've actually done some research on responsiveness in that context. And for a supply chain, it's really a critical performance measure. And when we talk about responsiveness in that supply chain context, we're not only talking about that we get an answer or a response but that that answer is complete, accurate, and timely so that then we can act accordingly. So in a supply chain context, when I reach out to my supplier and I say, wow, we've got a problem. I need an extra 400 units by next Friday. There's a a need for a responsiveness from that supplier that they get me an answer, but I don't just need an acknowledgement of my request. I need complete and accurate and timely information. And even if that information is, hey, I can't get you 400 by next Friday, but I can get you 200 by the following Tuesday and another 100. So then I can plan accordingly and I can say, well, okay, maybe I can wait. Maybe I can stretch or maybe I can find another source for 100. So that response doesn't just need to be timely, there's a, there's a completeness to it that really is going to impact my ability to make additional decisions. So uh, responsiveness, I think it's a term that uh, our listeners have heard and that we use in, in our lives, uh, but especially in a customer service or sales environment. But what it means is more than just giving an answer. We're talking about being responsive realistically, uh, how it looks and how it can improve our work experience. So, Bob, um, let's uh, let's dig a little deeper into that. Well, you you brought the supply chain angle into this, which I think is really good entree. But when you describe uh, a response being complete, timely, and accurate, I don't think that's just in supply chain or sales or anything. And I think in this day when we're getting a lot of email communications, nothing's more frustrating than getting an email response that is incomplete, not timely, or inaccurate, or just not useful. And we see this time and time again. I was talking to someone the other day and they said about 45 to 55% of the emails they get are useless because they don't address the issue head on. So that think about that. If you get 100 emails a day and 45 to 55 of them are wasted time, not useful, not helping you move forward, the people sending you those emails are probably on your list of people who are not responsive. 
And I think when we talk about the positive of being responsive, the converse of not being responsive is not a tag we want to be associated with in any capacity. But unfortunately, I think many people in work get assigned that tag because they're constantly behind on their email or they're not prepared when topics come up at meetings or they don't reply to phone messages in a timely manner. So to me, that this being responsive is really at the core of being a good employee at any level, CEO on down to entry level. If you can't be responsive with whatever it is that you need to be responsive about, you're probably digging yourself a hole. And I would probably argue that if an employer is looking to make job cuts, non-responsive people probably put themselves closer to the list of people who might get asked to leave. Wouldn't you say, Toby? Oh, I agree. And and certainly timeliness is an important aspect. And, and certainly there's times when I I'm not getting through my email in a, in a uh, timely manner. I'm not responding quickly enough. But uh, no, but, not you, Toby. <laughs> from experience, one <laughs> might speak to that. Um, but but I think timeliness isn't enough when it comes to response. And and just to respond, I, I think to suppliers I've worked with, and they'll say, "Oh, well, we always get back to you same day." Like, yeah, acknowledging that I called is really nice, but. You didn't get me the information I needed for three more days. So, so being responsive isn't just, oh, I, I responded. It's did I really provide what was needed? And, and you used the term something of, of just a few minutes ago about the, the value of that response, the, the um, uh, completeness of it. Yes. And and I think that's the issue that we're really looking at. You know, does the person need you to say yes or no, then just say yes or no. If they need more detail, it, I, I would tell you two things come to mind, especially if it's an email. If you're getting into a long email with your response, if it's possible to call the person or meet them face to face, you're probably going to be able to be more responsive because they can ask for clarification or correction, or you can wrestle with an issue. Oh, I thought this was going to be Friday night from four to six. No, I think it should be five to seven. Okay, we can have that debate like we were earlier today, but doing it over the Skype we resolved it very quickly. If we had done it by email, it would have taken you and me probably four emails, which in your time and my time, no, no, I'm not blaming either of us. The reality is that's a full day for something that over a quick verbal discussion took us, what, 30 seconds? And I think part of being responsive is also picking the right platform for a response. So even if someone sends you an email, it doesn't mean you have to reply in kind. You could reply by picking up the phone, by walking to their office, by some other means that would achieve the result in the most efficient manner possible. Perfect. So, Sorry, and that's, I like... that's someone trying to uh, get me to be responsive and I just hung up on them. Could you hear that phone? No. no. Oh, okay. I'll take this out then. Go ahead. Um, and, and I think this is right. We're kind of I, I, I don't necessarily like that uh, illustration of peeling back the onion, because when you peel back an onion, all you get is more onion. But but I think we're peeling this back some in in that there's certainly a when to to responsiveness. Uh, there's a platform issue, uh, that term of, you know, what's the right 
a conduit to respond through. Uh, maybe a letter's needed. Maybe an email's needed. Maybe it's a phone call. Maybe it's a face-to-face meeting. So what is the proper uh, uh, channel to go back through? And then, uh, Bob, in the book, we, we talk about this some in what is the uh, – uh, intent of that response. And sometimes the person asking for feedback is is strictly looking for some cursory feedback. Am I going the right direction? But other times they really need more uh, direction in that, a greater depth of feedback and uh, or uh, taking things a new direction. So I think there's a when, a platform, and then uh, I think you get into some good illustrations on um, the type of response we give and what the person might do to that. Yeah, I think, I think you're right. It's, it's, it's a matter of responding with an appropriate response, triaging when you're going to respond. I mean, that, you know, when we get busy, we've got to figure out what needs to be responded to first. I, I, I like to think of the poor um, firefighter, you know, he's going out to fight a fire, but he's got paperwork to do on the last fire. If he spends his time doing the paperwork because the boss said we need that paperwork to get in and the next fire goes and the house burns down, he's not being responsive. He's he's responding, but he's responding to the wrong thing, right? And that's where I think we have to really think about who needs our response and when and prioritizing. And most of us, I think, tend to, to work in order of the things we receive. And because of the way email comes to us, we tend to respond to the most recent email first. And that might mean that we get through 10 emails and then get distracted by something and then we don't get to the email that's been sitting there for four, six, or 12, or 24, or 48 hours, and we never get back to it. And I know that's happened for me, and I'm sure it's happened for you, and it's probably happened to mo- most of our audience. And I don't think it's intentional. I think it's just a mechanical aspect of the way email comes at us. And I think it's also in terms of in the office, people who come to my office tend to get a response quicker than people who don't. Right, and and it's up. It's incumbent upon us then to prioritize the requests we have and to really respond to them in order, rather than in that uh, linear fashion that we get caught in when things drop down off that first page of our email. They they get forgotten, and they might be higher priorities. I, I also think about in responsiveness, uh, we do a lot of the work you and I do together, back and forth through email, keeping things moving, and. Uh, sometimes I'm sure you send things over for my comment or editing or, or addition to, and you're not sure, has he looked at it yet? Is it backed up? Is he working on it? And just is waiting to get back to me. And so sometimes I think responsiveness is also to be clear on, hey, I got that. I really want to look a little more closely at it. I'm not going to be able to get back to you until tomorrow. Is that going to work? And to, to have those lines of communication where um, in order to give something the response that it's due, it may take longer than I currently have. And so to, to help work out the priorities together of, you know, and you may respond, no, I got to have that back by five o'clock tonight. And, and my response might be, well, you're going to have to just run with it because I, I can't get to it by then. So, so to, to work through those things more and not a, not a, uh, uh, what do we call that? A, a one way back and forth, but more of a, uh, a channel where it's an open negotiation and, and communication and figuring out uh, what resources can be applied to it. 
And I think the idea of negotiation is a good one, Toby. And last week you sent me a couple of update emails that said, I've got this. I'm working with it. Here's where I am with these three things that I think you're probably wondering about. And for me, that was really good because then I could let them get off my plate. I could wait for you and know that they were being handled. So maybe it's a two-way street in terms of the communication. And I'm going to stop us right here. Let's take a short break. You're listening to the Serious Soft Skills Podcast. Are you enjoying our podcast? Did you find something out that helped you become more effective or more successful at work or some aspect of your life? If so, that's great. But we want to hear from you. Send us an email at podcast at SeriousSoftSkills.com. That's podcast at SeriousSoftSkills.com. Or leave a voicemail on our phone line at 937-SKILLS and then the number 5. So 937-SKILLS-5. So we can share some of the great insights and successes with others. We all learn from each other. And one way we can all learn from all of us including Toby and me, is by sharing what we uncover. So if you have a success or even a question about soft skills, then send us an email at podcast at SeriousSoftSkills.com or again, leave a voicemail on our phone line at 937-SKILLS and the number 5. If you want to hear yourself on future podcasts, then definitely leave your name and town when you leave that voicemail, and we'll try to include you in an upcoming episode. Now, back to the Serious Soft Skills Podcast. Well, welcome back, everyone. We've been talking about being responsive, and we've sort of talked about the idea of um, when we need to respond to things, sort of triaging and prioritizing when something needs to be responded to, and also a little bit about how to respond to things that being complete and timely and accurate and also giving valuable responses is really key to an effective work relationship. And I would say going a step further, Toby, really starts to build trust between people in the workplace. And when you know that someone can do something when you need them to do it, it allows you to be comfortable and worry about other things. When you're taking care of something, I know that I can worry about other things and what you're taking care of will be handled professionally and I can do other things. And I'd like to think it's vice versa. And so I guess that's sort of when we get to the idea of trust, that's sort of the foundation of all soft skills and and the goal of all soft skills. So, Toby, I, I think th- being responsive really encompasses a lot of other soft skills. And can you sort of uh, outline for us some of those other soft skills that come into play? Sure. I, as we're talking about these, I'm thinking about things like uh, listening and so that I'm that I'm aware of reading between the lines a little bit of what what, what what response are you looking for? When do you are you going to need that response? That communication of being able to give feedback and ask and accept criticism, uh, problem solving, because often uh, res- the response is you need a problem solved, and I'm trying to look for solutions for that. But I think the big one that maybe folks won't expect is patience, because when we talk about patience in our book, we talk about setting realistic expectations on of ourselves when we'll take care of something and also patient with others what's a reasonable amount of time for them to do that because when i think of responsiveness it's so subjective because i may say oh bob's really responsive and someone else might say oh no bob's just the most unresponsive person and i think well that's based on your expectations and knowing his workload if i hear back from him you know uh, in a few hours that's extremely responsive and other people may be thinking a few minutes so um it, i guess what i would like to uh 
close this out with is when we're looking at improving our responsiveness, a big part of it is um, our ability to understand the other person, that empathy side of what is response appropriately responsive for them when they're what are their expectations of me and being able to work with them on it to possibly change those expectations to that we need to be um, maybe more responsive or maybe we can be less responsive. So it's working through those relationships to know what the expectation is. And then if that expectation is not uh, obtainable, then to work with them to figure out, well, what, what can we do? What are you looking for from me? And so if I'm going to improve how people see my responsiveness, I need to be able to prioritize and I need to be able to communicate in that relationship to establish what kind of responsiveness you need. And I think over time, then we would see people would recognize this as being responsive and we wouldn't feel overwhelmed in the process. Yeah. And I think a lot of people, Toby, probably think of being responsive as as soon as that email pings, they're responding to it. Oh, I got back to you right away. I'm, you know, I check it on my phone when I'm at lunch. There's never a delay of more than two or three minutes. That's an unrealistic kind of responsiveness. I mean, yes, there are situations where you have to respond right away. But I think it's having that negotiation with whoever it is to figure out what an appropriate response looks like. And also trial and error, as we keep saying every week, trial and error. If you respond to a person the next day and they go, man, it took you a long time to get back to me okay, that's too long. And you and I both do some consulting work and you know when you need to get back to a client and you know when they're not happy. But I try to negotiate out with my clients whenever I work with a new client. When do you expect a response from me? If you send me an email at 9 a.m., when would you expect the response? And also, what kind of response are you looking for? If you send me an email, do you want an email back? If you send me a text, are you looking for a phone call? Are you looking for a phone call? Do you want me to come to your office? Because all of those are within the realm of possibility, but some are not realistic. And getting that ironed out early on in a relationship can be really critical to success for both parties. Certainly. And, and, uh, I think responsiveness, uh, our goal today was to expand the lens on what responsiveness is. Uh, Certainly, we want to be responsive to our customers, um, but that often has that limited timeliness issue. And uh, I'm pretty sure we've now kind of clarified that responsiveness goes beyond. It certainly includes being timely in response, but realistic time response, the appropriate venue, uh, context of that response, and then also the completeness and the purpose of that response. So I think it gives us some uh, good things to work on, to reflect on, and uh, certainly uh, I hope it encourages uh, folks to to question how they're seen in their responsiveness and to work toward um, improving that by finding out what the, our, the expectation is and, and how to improve that in the future. So that's all for this week's episode. Next week, uh, we're going to go into our uh, 55 soft skills. We're going to draw out uh, a new one to work for. That'll be a surprise for next week. So until next time, thanks for listening. Uh, good day and, of course, good soft skills. 
You've been listening to Serious Soft Skills with your hosts, Dr. Tobin Porterfield and Bob Graham. If you like what you hear, then take a moment to review us on iTunes. Looking for more insights on soft skills? Then check out our website, SeriousSoftSkills.com, for blog posts, newsletters, and other resources. And look for a new episode of Serious Soft Skills every Wednesday. Thank you.